Hey there, it's Joy Bishop, and welcome to Table Tax Talks. I'm here with my sidekicks, Maggie Mintz and Karen Dickens, and man, do we have a surprise for y'all on today's episode. Please welcome our special guest, Stone Favrot. <laughs> What's up, guys? Happy to be on the show. We're so glad you're here. Yeah, thank you for joining us today. Today, we're going to talk about some of the craziest tax laws around the U.S. Stone, do you have one for us? I do, and it's starting here in Alabama. So have you ever sold illegal drugs before? Well, I hope not for multiple reasons, but there is a tax for that, believe it or not. Did you know that obviously, well, obviously illegal drugs are, you can't sell them in Alabama. We have some of the harshest drug laws in the US. The state does not expect the drug dealers to come forward with their tax, but expects them to pay up when and if they are arrested afterhand. In the 90s, it actually worked as the government was receiving money from the arrested drug dealers, but eventually they resorted to other means in confiscating drug money, and the tax has nearly become obsolete in recent years. Stone, that's so interesting. Wow, I never knew that. Me neither. Um, have y'all have y'all ever thought about how much you'd pay for a bag of chips from a vending machine compared to how much it would cost you to buy the same bag of chips at a store? I've, I've never, never really thought about it. Me neither. Well, in California, you end up paying 33% more for the bag of chips from the vending machine because they have a 33% tax only for items bought from a vending machine that cost more than 15 cents. So but most items bought from a vending machine are presumed to be made on a tax included basis. So the additional sales tax should just be added to the sales price of the item. But there is an exception for vending machines operated by educational institutions when the items are being sold to students. Well, I've never thought about that. I mean, think about how many times I think about in high school, especially I went to the vending machine so much during snack break, but I really should have just brought my own pop tarts to school. Would have saved some money if I lived in California. Okay. I guess that's California. That's California. Thank goodness we live in Alabama. Yeah. Have y'all ever spilled um, hot coffee on yourself? Luckily not. Yeah, wow. it actually happened this morning. Hey, really, Maggie? Yeah. Wow. Well, good thing that we live in Alabama because in Colorado, you might think that coffee lids are essential. However, Colorado doesn't think so. Non-essential packaging in the state of Colorado is subject to a 2.9% tax. With the coffee cup being essential and the lid not, this means that you are paying taxes on just the coffee lid and the straw, but not the cup. Other items such as toothpicks, portion dividers, cup sleeves, and bibs are also taxed. Hmm. That's such a weird tax. Would have never thought of it like that. I know. I have a good one. Okay, everybody, what is y'all's favorite candy bar? Mine has to be Reese's. Probably a Kit Kat bar. Maggie, do you have a favorite? Mine would probably be a Three Musketeers. Okay, well, if, if it was a Twix and you lived in the state of Illinois, candy that contains flour as an ingredient and doesn't require refrigeration, such as a Twix, is exempt to 6.25% sales tax and tax at a one per instead of being taxed at a 1% rate. Does this mean every that other candy bar gets taxed at 1%? And so Twix is at Do what? So does this mean that my Reese's isn't taxed, but Twix is? 
Correct. <laughs> well, we're really com- coming out with some weird laws I would have never thought about in this podcast, but here we are. Here we are. And to go to the next, uh, I know sometimes you have a hankering for an air balloon, uh, you know, par- parade or ride. But did you know that in Kansas, there is a six for 6.5% tax on tethered hot air balloon rides? Since technically they're tethered to the ground, they don't count as transportation or they get a tax benefit. In Kansas, if it is tethered, only when it's tethered, it is classified as amusement tax, but tax. so there is no tax benefit from the, benefit from the transportation. So you get taxed for going up in the air, hot air balloon, unlike normal hot air balloon rides. That is crazy. That's so really that if I rode in a hot air balloon, but it stayed attached to the ground, I would be taxed. So you basically are getting taxed for being safer. Yes, is the way you I look at it. So basically, when you're just like oh. in the air, you're tax free. I just want to go for the full experience, I guess. Wow, that is cool. Well, in Michigan, there is a tax on unprepared food, but not prepared food. They define prepared food as food sold in a heated state or heated by the seller. Two or more food ingredients mixed or combined by the seller for sale as a single item and food sold with eating utensils provided by the seller. So like think about if you're in Michigan and you're getting food at concession stand, popcorn being heated and prepared would be taxed, whereas a bag of chips wouldn't or a hot dog prepared would have a tax, whereas the candy bar would have no tax. Isn't that crazy? That's so weird. So my candy bar doesn't get taxed? Nope, not here. Your Twix, your Twix wouldn't get taxed in Michigan. Twix is safe in Michigan. <laughs> so if you like Twix, Michigan is the place to be. Good to know. That's crazy. I think it's weird that the stores wouldn't have the same tax for all the products that they're selling. That's probably kind of confusing for them sometimes. I bet Twix company gets a little mixed up sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, New Jersey up next they've got another strange tax that i bet you didn't know existed um so in new jersey they tax pumpkins but only if they're used as decoration or crafting purposes so this includes carving painting anything but if you're going to use the pumpkins for food preparation or you're going to eat them then they are not subject to the 6.25 percent sales tax maggie and i baked some um pumpkin muffins this fall but we wouldn't have to worry about it if we moved to New Jersey, Maggie, because we would still uh, not have to pay tax on our pumpkin for food. So you're <laughs> telling me New Jersey is taxing my fun when I'm trying to carve a pumpkin? That's no fun. They're basically taxing your fun. Yeah. Tyranny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, have y'all ever been to New York? Yes. Not. Okay, well... I went there a couple years ago and everywhere you go, there's all these bagel stands all up and down the streets, but they actually have this weird law that a prepared bagel and prepared, they classify as it being toasted, sliced, or served with cream cheese or altered in any way has an 8.875% tax that applies, but a regular unsliced bagel isn't taxed at all. And so this law came out in 2010, and even if the vendor or the store just cuts the bagel in half, it becomes liable for the tax. And New York State Department of Taxation says that the reason for this law is because 
food and groceries from the grocery store are exempt from sales tax. So they're essentially saying that an unaltered bagel like is the same as buying it from the grocery store. And so it would be exempt from the sales tax. Oh my gosh. So you're telling me that if I go to a Panera in New York and I get a cinnamon crunch bagel, but I don't get it sliced, I just like ask for the bagel, it's not taxed. But then if I want cream cheese and it toasted, there's a tax on it. Yeah, exactly. Wow. That is mind-blowing. That is interesting. All right. Well, up next, we've got Missouri with the bachelor tax. Um, so have y'all watched The Bachelor? Are y'all into the show? Sometimes. I've watched it a little bit. Stone's not. Well, starting back in the 1820s in Missouri, men between the age of 21 and 50 were taxed $1 every year that they were unmarried. Um, and I think it's up to, if they compared it to now, it would be about $20 a year. But this tax was in place to encourage men to get married, start families. Um, but no worries, no longer no longer a tax in Missouri. That is crazy that they would put a tax on like pressuring men. Well, yeah. That's also oh. weird because I feel like even in today's money, I don't feel like $20 would make uh, convince me to change the way I'm gonna live the future of my life. True. Yeah, what do you think I about agree. That? I, I guess feel like that's a big, not a very big consequence for not being married. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the thought process behind that is kind of strange. Well, but if you think all of these taxes have been strange, I think Utah takes the winning for the oddest tax law. Causing a lot of controversy, this tax was known as the poll tax, and it was appealed all the way to the Utah Supreme Court. This put a 10% tax fee on businesses such as strip clubs, and it also included a tax on food and drinks sold there, and it's still there today. I was in Utah about a week a week ago, and I was hearing about all their real strict laws they had out there. Where you have to you used to have to be in a club to even order alcohol back in the '80s. So their laws have been known oh, to be very interesting, apparently. Well, now if you're in a club, you're tagged. <laughs> <laughs> very interesting. That's crazy. Well, here's like kind of a good tax, I think, in my opinion. Um, actually, in West Virginia, one of the best parts of everyone's summer is a fireworks show. We all know that. We all love fireworks on the 4th of July. But in West Virginia, they actually legalized some new types of fireworks recently, such as Roman candles and bottle rockets um, in 2016. But they also included a 12% safety fee that came along with the legalization of these. So anytime you buy fireworks in West Virginia, you, the safety fee is added on to the cost of those. But this fee actually helps support veterans and volunteer fire departments. And so they give 75% of the proceeds from the safety fee to veteran nursing homes and the other 25% to volunteer fire departments. Wait, that's so cool. I feel like that makes paying the tax a little bit more worth it. Definitely, yeah, and everybody's favorite type of fireworks are the Roman candles and bottle rockets, so <laughs> that's that's sweet. Tack it on and give it to the veterans and the volunteer fire department. So that's first tax on here, that sounds like it makes sense. Mm -hmm. And you still get your fireworks. There you go. <laughs> that's perfect. 
Um, well, next, I don't know. This one's so odd to me, but if I had to pick a favorite fruit, it would probably be blueberries. I even had them in my yogurt this morning. But according to Maine state laws, anyone who buys, sells, or handles, handles wild blueberries pays three quarters of a cent per pound. Um, the revenue from this tax has to totaled to 1.5 million and has been used for research and educational programs to improve the crop's growth. But it's made me think, like, I wonder how much, like, that's crazy that three quarters of a cent per pound adds up to like that much money. Such a small number, especially for blueberries, which weigh so little, that's pretty surprising. Yeah, I think so too. I would end up having to pay a lot of tax because I like blueberries. <laughs> could be up to as long as you're not growing them i think it uh, yeah i think you can still enjoy them without a tax good um i wish we could keep looking at all these tax laws around the world this has been so interesting but it looks like our time today is actually wrapping up uh that's a shame well i appreciate you having me guys i uh, hope to be back on the shoot the the show soon to spread some tax awareness <laughs> And a special shout out to our listeners today. Y'all tune in for next week's episode of Table, Table Tax Talk. Talk.